What's up everybody, it's Mike Russo, growing up, not growing old. Yo, check this out, doing something a little different this week. I uh, apologize for the sound quality of this intro, that will not be the sound quality of the episode. I'm just doing this uh, real quick before I post the show, and I really didn't feel like setting up my mic and all that shit. But um, since I didn't have an episode this week, I was a guest on That's Life podcast, uh, a Rat House production. So what I did was, I'm just gonna... Uh, what I did was I recorded it, and I'm just going to post it on my feed as this week's episode. And maybe, you know, turn some of you guys on to That's Life and some of the great shows on Rat House Productions. Go to radhouse.net, R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S. And I got to tell you, this dude, Matt, who hosts the show, who does kind of like an air quote, I'm doing air quotes, kind of interviews me. It's kind of cool to have this posted on my feed because someone's asking me questions, which is kind of a different look. Plus, this dude's really good at what he does. He's like one of those dudes that you can see, like, uh, like doing something else, like kind of transcending the podcast world. Uh, he's just got that thing, whatever the fuck it is, that, that personality, that outgoingness. I don't know what it is, but good dude, great shows. Check out all the shows on Rat House Productions. Uh, the show I was on is called That's Life. He also does Comics After Dark, and uh, the Everything Bagel podcast is on that show. A uh, bunch of great guys over there. And part of the dam's gonna be making a triumphant return soon. And the future looks bright for that production, for that uh, production company, broadcast, uh, fucking network, I don't know, whatever you wanna call it. Great guys over there. So I hope you like this show. I hope you guys go and subscribe to uh, That's Life or uh, Comics After Dark or any of the shows uh, under that Rat House banner. And I guess that's about it. I just wanna say thanks for uh, listening. And uh, my t shirt campaign's going pretty well. About five days left. I think I got about shit. I got about six to be ordered. Meaning, like, I got three people who want six shirts. Now, that's what they said. We'll see if it happens. If they get this six, I get my two. That means there'll be two left um, before the before the the deadlines was come down to the wire. I got two fitted women's shirts left. Yo, girl, where's my gungo girls at? Get them women's women's fitted tees, gungo. Uh, no, no, it's uh, teespring.com backslash gungo girl. Check them out. They're pretty fucking dope, man. I got to tell you, different colors. Full color logo. It's a little different than the real logo, but I had to make some adjustments to get Teespring to do color, which is fucking stupid. And, um, okay, uh, Shane Gray Live, Tension Deficit Order, Big Papa Podcast, Bold and Belligerent. Big thanks to Lauren for helping me out with that thing that I'm not using. I really appreciate you helping me out anyway. And uh, all my friends out there, uh, 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 fucking Green Up Podcast, The Vengeful Jedi, uh, Geek Dig Podcast, that is. Uh, Pain of Black, my boys over there, Strong Island Represent. And all the podcast people out there, even you guys I forget. You know I forget you this week, but I probably won't forget you next week. Alright, later. Get them up, get them up, why? Get them up, get them up, why? Get them up, get them up, why? What's with the melodrama? Fellas wanna hover in my cipher like a helicopter Like it's a special honor The stealth bomber, gem dropper Make the ghetto holler Intercontinental Taking you high like skydivers When we spark with live wires Original Caveman quest for my fire Express my desire to drop this new shit These record executives keep telling me y'all stupid Now if they right, shut the fuck up Revolutionary, throw your guns up Whether you a bougie broad who acted stuck up Or some ignorant thug motherfucker shooting the club up We gon' make y'all feel this Break y'all spirit if y'all fake that realness Word, we bringing it, bringing it in From the new millennium to way after that I call these cats rentals cause they plastic wrap Kill all the yapping, let's make it happen You cats ain't real, y'all just a reenactment Better yet, dramatization Soon as the director say action, you start faking I start breaking, the whole joint starts shaking This ain't the time or place for you to prove something Got the stargazing, yo, move something Move something, move something Hey, hey you guys, and welcome to That's Live 26 years in the making and counting I'm your host, MTR 
also known as Math Rat. Well, you guys, we have an extremely special guest all the way from New York, probably my favorite podcast that is out there right now, Mike Russo from the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast. How you doing, man? What's up, Matt? Thanks for having me on, on your show, man. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you, you, you're hyping me up too much, man. It's too much pressure right now. <laughs> no, it's not even high. It's 110% true. If you guys haven't checked out the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast, fucking shame on you. Because I've told you time and time again to go check them out. Mike uh, has been nice enough to not only let me on his podcast, but we totally haven't fucking had him on that life. And I'm kind of curious, Mike, because... I didn't really listen to any backlog when I listened to Growing Up Not Growing Up. I jumped on, and I, I've just been listening from there. So I don't even know your story or how you even got into podcasts. Mm. And so I got to ask, man, uh, it says established in 2013. That was the same year Rat House uh, started as well. Mm-hmm. How did you get into podcasting? Uh, you know what? I was, you know, I listened to Opie and Anthony. They're huge in New York. I mean, they're across the country, but... Uh, at least when they were a whole team, they were, um, and they would have comics on a lot. Uh, specifically, they had Bob Kelly. He's a, a comedian, and uh, he would talk about. He used to do a podcast on his phone before podcast w- was a thing. You know what I'm saying? And and he would just put it on his phone and, and release it on iTunes. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Maybe that's something I might like. You know, maybe something I, I, I might want to get into. Not that I was a, always inspiring to be a host or, or some kind of a talk show guy, but I just thought that would be like a different thing to do. Um, so that kind of planted the seed. And then one day, me and my friends were at the bar hanging out. There was like, I don't know, five or six of us. And my friend's girlfriend came to pick us up because she was, you know, she wasn't drinking. And we all packed inside her little car. I mean, there was two guys in the hatch. That's how many people we had in this car. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so we were driving back from the bar and, and just everyone was talking shit, you know, two different stories going on at once. And one guy was talking about picking up girls and the other guy was giving him advice on how to close the deal. And this other person was talking about <laughs> stop signs and driving through stuff. So I recorded it on my iPhone, but I didn't tell anybody. All right, so... We get halfway home, and I was like, yo, guys, check this out. And we played it on the radio. We hooked up the auxiliary cord, and people, they, they all loved it. They were laughing. All, Holy shit, that's fucking fun. I was like, you know what? Maybe if I can get my friends together every week, and we'll just hang out and talk shit together, people might like it. You know, it might be a thing. Just, you know, because a lot of times, some of the funniest people you know, or like the guy next to you, or the guy you work with, or whatever. So, long story short, People aren't as forthcoming as they are when they're not being when they don't know they're being recorded. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've, I've had those times. I've had those several several times. I actually, when I wanted to bring back uh, one of our old podcasts, The Morning Wood, I wanted to make it kind of, uh, like the funniest guy I knew. I was like, "Yo, dude, like, come on, like, let's do this together." And he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I'm not gonna lie. We recorded the first episode. I never fucking released it, dude. Wow. Like, there's something about having the microphone in front of you that sometimes, like, it gets intimidating for a lot of people. It's a whole different dynamic, and I couldn't believe how many times uh, I, I'll have someone on who I've known for 20 years, and and they're telling me like they're nervous. And I guess it's kind of understandable, but I could, I was took taken back by it. Um, so anyway, what what ended up happening? I couldn't get any. I, it's impossible to get anybody in a, in the same room for more than fucking a week. Um, so what happened was it just turned into my my show just turned into originally it was just me and my friends hanging out, just me and my friends and and my family. It ended up being a different person every week, just talking shit on the mic, and it it's under the uh, the category of comedy on iTunes, but it's not a comedy show. It's more of like if there was a a, a category for just like. Uh, hopefully relatable, then, then that's what it would be under, you know? Hopefully relatable. Yeah, because my show, it's always been, it's not a comedy. It's not, we're not the smartest guys. We're not, you know, this or that. But at the very least, if we could just, if people couldn't relate to what the fuck we're talking about and our stories and the shit that goes on, and then we talk about, you know, politics once in a while and race, religion, which is, you know, always in the news and shit. A lot of movie talk, a lot of shit about music, you know, then, you know, it's, it'll be all right. If people just can say, oh, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about, uh, like, if I'm t- talking about something and someone listening wants to call in, even though it's not live, that's kind of what I'm shooting for. 
Yeah, yeah, and the usual suspects right now are uh, Jimmy from Blast Furnace Productions. Mm. It's uh, Ant, uh, which is your brother, mm. and Polly, which what's what Polly? That's just a good friend of yours, or you know, Polly Nugent is um he's from uh, the hip hop group Lords of Brooklyn and the Dead Rabbits. Yeah, that's what it was. Now I knew the Lords of Brooklyn from back in the day, not them personally, but I knew their music. And then uh, when I jumped on Instagram, I kind of connected with him through we have a Brooklyn connection because I'm originally from Brooklyn. He's still there. I'm on Long Island now. So we kind of connected on that front, and he's still in the music business. And when he saw that I have a podcast, he started listening to it. He reached out to me, uh, said that, you know, he listens, and I reached out to him, said, yo, you got to jump on. And it took us like two years to connect. But, uh, really? Yeah, ever since then, I've tried to get him on at least once a month. He, it's always awesome to it's always awesome to hear all of them. Actually, due to Jimmy, I checked out a lot of the bands that end up playing uh, for his production company when he puts it on for uh, everybody in New York. Where's the uh, venue again? It's it's Lucky Thirteen, correct? Yeah, you got a great memory, man. It's yeah, it's a Lucky Thirteen Saloon in uh, Brooklyn. You know what's funny is you say I have a great memory, but I swear to God, ask me all my cousins' names. Wouldn't, couldn't fucking remember it. I depended <laughs> on it. But be like, like, what's Jimmy? What's Jimmy's production coming? Oh, dude, blast furnace, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like the the things that you know, not dissing anybody. Maybe I shouldn't be remembering. Yeah. Like I do, and the things that like I should remember. I'm like, that's fucking useless. I don't, I don't need that in my life at all. Yeah, I'm the same way. But for me, it's like actors' names. Right or like movies and the years they came out. Yeah. And shit. I could watch a movie one time straight through, and nine times out of ten, I could tell you anything and everything that happened happened in that movie. Yeah, but then I can't remember someone's name I just met last week. Right? Like, don't you remember Mikey? And you're like, nah. Nah, who? Who the fuck is Mikey? Like, I don't know this guy. What you know the guy with the big mole on his face? Oh, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's his name. Okay. I just remember him as Mole Guy. I don't remember yeah, him as Mo- Oh, Mo- like Mole Man. I didn't even know he had a fucking name. <laughs> yeah man but yeah it's it's so great listening to the growing up not growing old podcast and of course to support you um i went ahead and i bought a t-shirt off teespring so uh you guys go ahead and go to uh, teespring.com slash gungo summer that's awesome is it is that am i right yeah you got it man and um i yeah. really appreciate that yeah no no it's worries huge. i actually missed when you guys first uh, release stuff which I would say was during the winter time yeah. which is when you had a growing up not growing old sweater and I really freaking wanted it but Me too. I was tight on money but now that I'm not so tight on money I was like oh dude I'm totally picking up a fucking growing up not growing old t-shirt they're awesome so go ahead and make sure to go to teespring.com slash gungo summer and you'll be able to pick up your growing up not growing old t-shirt support Mike and all that he does go ahead and go check out the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. But you're into hardcore music, man. How did you get into that? Um, you know, before I get into that, let me just say one, one thing on the Teespring. I also got a uh, girl shirt. So, I mean, if your girl Tiffany you wants a shirt, yo, let her know. Gungo, <laughs> teespring.com <laughs> backslash gungo girl. I got fitted women's tees. I'm going to I'm gonna have to probably scoop one of those up and give it to <laughs> Tiffany, the, our co-host on the podcast. Yeah, let her know. You know, I forgot that that you released those, too. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So go ahead and make sure to pick up the girl tees as well. If you're a girl that listens to Growing Up, Not Growing Old, then you love what Mike does. Go ahead and co-support him. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you actually – you play hardcore. That was the great thing about listening to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast – there were some bands that you guys would talk about, like uh, Norman Bates and the Showerheads. It was Showerheads? Yeah, I love that band. Great band. And never, ever heard of them at all. And I was like, fuck. And I tried looking them up, really didn't find much. <laughs> but at least through the Gungo podcast, you pulled up some recordings, at least for two or three shows that you've had on the podcast. So it was able to expose me to bands that I've never heard of. And as a special guest, it was awesome because I got to choose uh, music as well, but it was always great to listen to the hardcore music that you promote and push. Mm. So, like I said a little bit earlier, how do you how did you get into hardcore music? Oh, that's a uh, uh, that's a I like the story. I like telling the story because <laughs> oh, no. um, yo, back in the day, uh, I, I was into metal. Um, 
I used to listen to like Slayer, of course, Venom, old Venom, old Celtic Frost. I wasn't like into like the metal, like the, I'm doing air quotes right now, the metal metal, like Judas Priest and like Megadeth. I never liked that kind of stuff. I always, uh, excuse me, I always liked like Venom, like Satanic, Celtic Frost, like this dark, dark shit, Slayer, uh, Creator, these kind of bands. What about that guy that has all like the upside down black crosses on his uh, King Diamond? What about King Diamond? You know, when I was a kid, I loved King Diamond. Um, Wait, I tried. You didn't like Judas Priest. Didn't like Judas Priest. I uh, didn't like Anthrax. Didn't like Megadeth. Like the regular, just like yeah, the yeah. heavy it was, metal. It's kind of lighter compared to the stuff you're you're mentioning right now. You know, uh, did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons as a kid at all? No, dude, that was, like, not to be mean, way past my era. And even people that, like, I tried to talk to about games, like, Dungeons and Dragons, all I know is the fucking movie, which was apparently horrible. Yeah, and the cartoon was shit, too. Yeah, and I don't even recall a cartoon, so, like, Dungeons and Dragons was kind of like a myth. Like, oh, you play Dungeons and Dragons? Like, I've never even met a motherfucker that plays Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, it was like a, if you played in my era, I'm, uh, I just turned 39. So when I was a kid, um, if you played that, you were like the worst person ever. Like you were like a a, a nerd, like a a, a peon. But me and my friends, we were cool. We were down with the jocks. We were down with the metalheads. We were down with the geeks, the nerds. So we could play football and then go play D&D. So we fucking, we played... My one friend who was like the leader, the dungeon master, what the fuck they call it? Dungeon <laughs> yeah, master or dungeon whatever. Master. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He created a whole Dungeons and Dragons campaign related around the King Diamond record. Cause Get the fuck out of it. Could you do that? Like, how does Dungeons and Dragons even work? Oh, uh, it's, it's, you got one guy who's pretty much like telling the story. And, you know, like, uh, man, you might be too young for this as well. Do you, uh, you ever, um, the pick your own adventure books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, actually, but the only reason I know that is because, not specifically if that's a title I don't know, but I do know when you would read Goosebumps, uh, after, like, the tail end of all the Goosebumps, they started doing Choose Your Own Adventure, and when you'd read it, at the very bottom it'd say, like, if you want to go left, go yes. to page 96, you want to go right, go to 105, and, like, you would die in the book sometimes. Yeah, same concept, but you, it's in, like, you have a piece of paper, and you have your character's name, his class, his, his, his hit points, and his weapons, and all this shit, some real nerd shit. But it was a lot of fun. When you're a kid, your imagination goes wild. So King Diamond's albums were a lot of times the whole albums was a story. Like a cohesive story. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So one of his albums, it was called Them, I think. Yeah, Them. He just created a whole campaign around that album. And it was really fucking cool. It was really easy to beat because I knew the fucking album front and back. But uh, I went back and listened to King Diamond as an adult and I, I think it stinks. <laughs> what? Get the hell out of here! Yeah. Something you like so much, you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to it anymore. Yeah, I tried. I went back and listened to it. Oh boy, they, that's horrible stuff, man. <laughs> it's really bad. I loved it so much as a kid, but yeah. So I listened to a lot of the metal stuff. Um, and then, you know, as a kid, I think it was in sixth grade, I would have you know the leather jacket with the cut off sleeve denim on top of that, and I would have the venom patch. I had a venom patch on. Uh, and you know, slay a patch here and there. I wrote in marker on my on my on my jacket. You know, possessed or whatever. Yeah. So there's another metal dude. Was like, yo, you have any circle jerks? I was like, no, I don't have any circle jerks. But my brother had a circle jerks cassette because he would be he would play punk and shit. So I was like, you know, he was like the the friend from school was like, yo, if you bring me a circle jerks cassette, circle jerks tape, I'll give you something. But he didn't tell me what it was. I was like, all right, fuck it. So I went home, and I straight up robbed my brother's Circle Jerks cassette. Oh, come on. Yeah, I just, this? I just fucking boosted it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I just boosted that shit. So I brought it into school the next day, and I was like, yo, here, here's the Circle Jerks cassette. He was like, okay, now he gave me something, and he gave me this cassette. It was called New York Hardcore, Where the Wild Things Are. And I looked at this cassette. I was like, what? is this there was like 10 bands two songs each maybe more i don't even remember it's it's uh so i went home put in my cassette play and i'm reading the lyrics as i'm listening to it as you did as a kid yeah and i'm like holy shit i i i'm with what the, the shit that they're talking about 
I'm ex- either experiencing it, I have experienced it, or I feel like it's speaking to me in some way. So from that New York Hardcore cassette, I went out and bought cassettes from every one of those bands on there, and I pretty much never went back to metal. Get out of here. That, that kind of, that's like similar to my story, but yours sounds way tougher because you actually listen to metal. Uh, like, <laughs> I was like, I was into like new metal, unfortunately. Yes, I'll admit it now. What so do you mean? Was, like NU? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like Slipknot, Corn, Limp Biscuit, And I had like a jumpsuit and shit. And I did these weird like twisty wannabe Liberty Spikes, but they weren't. And like totally claimed I was a punk rocker and like a punk rocker made fun of me is like what the fuck that's not punk rock uh-huh. and I was hanging out with this with this crowd and this guy was like hey like what you listen to isn't punk rock and I was like then what is and he goes bring me five dollars tomorrow and I'll give you a punk rock CD and I had a feeling he busted at you because I think he was lifting his brother's CDs and mm. giving it for five bucks but the first album I got was uh, The Addicts, Joker in the Pack. Mm. The second one was Exploited, Beat the Bastards. The third one was Circle Jerks, Golden Shower of Hits. The fourth one was The Adolescence Blue Album. And I don't remember anything else after that, but he kept giving me... Fu- oh, uh, the other one after that was um, uh, Black Flag, Damaged. Wait, this, this was all from the same guy? This is all from the same guy. Every every time I'd give him five bucks, he would give me a CD, which oh. I'm pretty sure those CDs were worth like ten to fifteen back in those days. Oh, he was definitely robbing somebody. Oh yeah, he was fucking stealing it from I don't know where. 100%. But I got the CDs and I would I would listen to them front to back. And that's funny that you mentioned like you would read the lyrics because I feel like that's a dead that's yeah. like a dead practice nowadays. Like nobody fucking sits down and listens to an album anymore. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's like a it's sad in a way that that the the youth doesn't have that like it's all about the lyrics. I mean, I mean a beat will catch you. You can't get caught with the beat and the music, but if the shit you're listening to, if you if you can't relate to it or you can't like connect with it, uh, it's you know what I'm saying. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I mean it's it's everything, everything and anything I listen to now. I like from being raised with you know being a kid and. Reading the lyrics, like, granted, when I was younger, it was, like, Blink-182 and The Offspring and, like, Bad Religion, which later on in life, uh, when I really got into punk rock, like, that shit was frowned upon and was considered, like, posers. Anything on Epitaph or anything that was on the radio was, like, poser stuff when I was a kid. That's so So, strange, because Epitaph had had a bunch of good bands on there. Yeah, or, you know, even, like, uh, uh, Lars, what is it, Lars Fredrickson and the Boots or the Boot Boys? The or Bastards. Is. The Bastards, there you go. Oh, that's Tom That's Tom and the Boot Boys I'm thinking of. Um, and there was, you know, there was Rancid, there was uh, Propagandi, uh, No Effects, Bad Religion, Pennywise and all that. But that was, like, kind of frowned upon within the scene I was in. So even now that I'm trying... Those bands were, were were considered like posters. And now that I'm in the band, now they're like they mention these bands, and it, it's hard for me to get into it. So I, I'm actually kind of curious. Was there anything? Is there that type of stuff within hardcore? Because I kind of feel like there's harder bands and tougher bands, but there's also kind of lighter bands like H2O. And I kind of I feel like that would maybe fall into a category of like this is quote unquote poser hardcore just because it's a little lighter, but I don't really know. Is mm. there anything like that when uh, back, or even nowadays when you listen to hardcore, is it like, this is poser-ass shit? You know what, back in the day when I first started going to shows, I actually started going to shows kind of late. You know, a lot of people started going when they were like 12, 13, 14, uh, free shows. But I didn't start going to shows until I was about 18. Uh, and even back then, I didn't see much of that. Um, there wasn't as many bands playing back then. Uh, I think... There was I never got a sense of any of that, and even now I don't get a sense of any of that. I think it, it just I think people are more accepting now. Uh, people are more open minded now. There's like uh, for example, like the Blast Furnace production shows. They're very uh, 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 eclectic with the bands. You can have one band that sounds like an H2O band. You can have a band that's like a beatdown band. You can have an old school hardcore sounding band like my brother's band, The Breed Apart. So. People are very open-minded and very cool now. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were cool back then, too. 
But now it's it's so much more. We've learned from our mistakes of the past with the fighting and the violence and shit that everyone is so cool and it's all family. So I don't really, I haven't seen any of that stuff. I was at a show with this one band played. I didn't. I thought I was in the wrong venue because they were so like easygoing and soft and. Uh, but everyone was cool with it. They were like, "All right, let them do their thing," and then they they get off the stage, and the next band comes on. You know, so there's not really none of that going on. So when you were in the hardcore scene, it wasn't a- around the time when like Judge was playing, and there was a lot of fights and breaking out, and like violence and kind of white supremacy stuff going on. You had been you got into the scene past those times, correct? Yeah, that was a little before my time. When I got in there, it was the the, the kind of like the quote unquote down period. With nothing, nothing was really going on. The stores weren't selling it anymore, and um, it was like on the way back up, kind of. Like the only band, the band there was a band called Twenty Five to Life that would play all the time. That them and like One for One, and there's just a lot of local bands would play around here all the time. Murphy's Law, of course, never stopped playing, and then Madball started coming around, and then they kind of brought it back, and and the uh, singer from Gorilla Biscuit, Siv, came out with his shit, and that kind of. That was started the flow, started coming back, and before you knew it, other ba- older bands were coming back, and new albums were coming out, and Agnostic Front came out with some old, old school sounding shit, because they were gone for a minute, and then it just started coming back, so I think I, I, I got in there in a pretty good time. Wait, so Siv was actually, that was the side project of Gorilla Biscuits after it was over? I don't, it wasn't really a side project, it was more of a new thing, a new, it's a whole new band, I think. I'm not gonna lie, I could not get into that dude. Is I I tried hard, dude. Like, and I guess they have an album that has their complete discography, and I just I couldn't feel it, man. Don't get me wrong, like I could li- listen to Gorilla Biscuits all day, every day. Nine times out of ten, if I'm working out, I'll probably put on a Gorilla Biscuits album just because like it gets me fucking going. But I couldn't get into that at all. The first Civ album is good. It's different. It's not like Gorilla Biscuits. It's different. The second, the second Civ album is is something totally. I don't know what that is. It's not good. Um, but definitely, <laughs> just straight up, it's not good. It's not good. But you know that first Civ album has got a couple good songs on there. But I could see, I could, like, I don't think my brother can get into it neither. I think there's a couple guys who can't get into that album. I like it, uh, but compared to like. Uh, uh, Gorilla Biscuits, it, it's not, it's totally different. That's why it's not a side project, it's a whole new thing with them. Yeah, I did, I just, I couldn't feel it at all, man. I tried really hard. But, uh, you obviously went to the shows a little bit later on. What's the craziest stories or some stories that you've had when you went to uh, these hardcore shows? You know, I don't, there's not really too many crazy stories out there. There was just one time, I was at this place in Long Island called The Roxy, where that's how I kind of like, um, that's how I used to go to hardcore matinees like every Sunday over there. Um, they they would have sh- a bunch of bands like all day things, and we would go there every Sunday. And there's one Sunday, I don't know, I don't know exactly what happened. I think it was there was this crew called SIB, um, Strong Island Boys, and I think they had a problem with one of the bands, one of the singers from the bands. I don't know. Whatever, but the whole place was turned up. So I feel like my peas are really popping bad. Uh, no, 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 you're good, dude. Okay, so my fuck, there was the they turned this fucking place upside down. There was people with fucking weapons, people running around, people fighting and everything. And me and my friends just didn't move. We were at the bar just watching this shit go down. <laughs> I mean, just in the back, in the middle of the chaos, like yeah, it's going down. It's and happening. It, yeah, we were just kind of watching it, like we. I don't know, I guess it was just a weird thing. Everyone was scattering. We were just like, yo, check this shit out. There's one guy tried to fucking... Br- there was like a, um, like a part of the uh, a bar was elevated, and there was almost like a some kind of a wooden... Almost like a picket fence around it, but without the points on the top. But there's one guy was trying to break down this fucking fence, and he just couldn't do it. He, like... <laughs> All his rage was trying to wreck, wreck this fence, and all he was doing was, like, kind of shaking it. <laughs> and we were just laughing our balls off at this fucking guy trying to use this uh, piece of a fence as a weapon, and he couldn't do it. All his fucking rage was for nothing. It was great. Didn't even beat up anybody. He's just like, fuck this fence. Why does it exist? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like I said, the violence and, and, and the craziness wasn't really there when I started going. There was that one incident, and I was at a black and blue show where I watched this one guy, I was just, I was taping the event, I was taping it, I was recording it on my phone, I was recording this event, 
And as soon as I shut the phone off, this guy got knocked out right in front of me with one Aww. shot. One shot, boom, he was out. See, I've never had. I'm, no, you know what? I've had a lot of crazy stories when I've been to when I've been to shows, man. I've had. I had a time where like I threw five bucks on stage uh, at a at a bad religion concert, and the singer's like, Who, "Whose money is this?" And I was like, "Oh, that's mine." And he's like, "Oh, dude, we can't take that. Like, you already fucking paid." for your ticket here take your money back and he like signed it real quick and shit i was like that's fucking awesome or yeah. before like a tsol and adolescent show i was just preaching to my friends because i still am i don't care what anybody fucking says i'm a huge afi fan from the point of answer that and stay fashionable all the way to their curtain album uh burials i love anything and everything they put out they're just they're my fucking jam they're my bread and butter i love how different every single album comes out is. I love Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes, which is definitely their like hardcore of hardcore album. But I'm preaching to my friends. I'm like, fucking, they're amazing. They're this, they're that. And they're like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're drunk, we're high, and we're walking <laughs> up to the venue. And I see this guy walk out in a pink trench coat, sheer white shirt, and like weird, like creamy white girl glasses. Uh-oh. And I turn, I go, that's fucking Davey Havoc right there. And they look, and they're like, oh, no fucking way. And we ended up, like, hanging out with them for an hour and just shooting the shit and talking with them. Did they change their opinion on, on the band after that at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely, dude. They told <laughs> They were like, no, he's fu- he's dope, dude. He's cool people. I'm like, fuck yeah, he is. He sat there, and he talked about, like, uh, have you ever heard of the band uh, Filth? They're from uh, the East Bay. No. Sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't, I've never heard them. They have a they have a split with Blatz, and uh, like on one side is the filth uh, is the filth record, the other side is Blatz. But I guess the singer he was telling us about the singer and or the guitarist got them their AFI's first gig, and they thought some black guy that was high on PCP thought that Davey Havoc was a white supremacy person because he had red uh, suspenders and put him in a headlock and told him to apologize and was going to beat the shit out of him if he fucking didn't and make him apologize into the mic and shit and the guy fucking let him go and took off into the night and i guess like two weeks later he got hit on a fucking freeway high on pcp trying to stop a car trying to stop a car yeah dude just going out (laughs) and just like trying to superman and stop a fucking car and just fucking got nailed at 65 miles per hour died on the spot yeah i think uh that would do it (laughs) <laughs> just just a little bit yeah just a little bit but yeah man it, 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 i fucking have like so many crazy stories that's why i was i was a little curious as to as to yeah, how man. the scene was over over new but you've had nothing but a calm experience i know recently i think it was uh with jimmy uh jimmy had a crazy experience where he went with one of his co-workers to some gig and he was drinking nothing but like king cobras and steel reserves and he got like fucked up right um, was it Jimmy or was it Paulie? I don't. Uh, well, Jimmy doesn't drink, so I don't think it was him. And it wasn't Paulie because he's definitely not jumping around like that. It he's couldn't he's, have been Ant. Yeah, Paulie's like the fucking Don. He he just sits back and he, you go to him. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was, but there, there uh, it uh, might have been a story because I think he went to go see Bad Religion and he had to take like the fucking train to go see him. Uh, you know what? That's not ringing a bell. Uh, I know Jimmy got hurt at a show at a Bane concert recently. Uh, was it the Was it the final show? It was one of the finals because they had they had like a final run. Yeah, he went to he flew to Philly, if I'm correct, right? I think he went to the Philly one, the New York one, and the Boston one. And he got hurt at one of them. I think I think the Philly one he hurt his back somehow. But by the time the Boston show came around, he was back up and running. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, I can imagine I think, him getting crazy because I I know he's mentioned that like he he enjoys the shows very yeah. well. He's he's a maniac up there. He gets on the stage. He stage. He still stage dies. The motherfucker's like fifty three years old. <laughs> Dude, yeah, nah. but that that's look your your podcast is called Growing Up Not Growing Old. Okay, yeah. like that's that the is epitome. The perfect example of that. That is the epitome of it, and uh, yeah, he's nope. still do he's still jumping off the stages, and he he's he's still slamming and singing along and, and jumping around, which is it's really great. I I'm, I'm sure when I'm he's actually only like forty, <laughs> but I'm sure when I you know I'll still be doing that shit in a couple of years too. Yeah, I hope so as well. Even I mean, I'm not saying I'm old or anything, uh, but I even for me going to shows now, I'm kind of like. I really don't need to go in the pit, man. Like, there's no fucking reason. I'll go up front, and I'll sing with the singer, and I'll see if I can snag the mic once in a blue moon. But 
other than that, like, I see no fucking yeah. The only to thing go into the pit, bro. The only thing I calmed calmed down on is stage diving because I uh, my friend uh, broke his arm. And he, uh, he was out of work for a while. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just chill out with that. <laughs> yeah, my buddy broke his arm. You could do uh, st- uh, you could do crowd stomping, though, if you want. What is that? When you jump off feet first? No, you, n- no, not only jump off free- feet first. You, like, go as far back on the stage as possible, and you run forward. And you see how far you could get stepping on people's heads. Yeah, I don't think that's going to fly. <laughs> uh, you can't be doing that shit. <laughs> Hey, you never know unless you try, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you don't. People don't do that because you'll you'll catch a beating if you try stepping on people's oh, heads. Oh, I can imagine. I can, it's actually very popular in like the East Bay hardcore scene. And yeah, another exactly. thing is another thing that you'll never see in New York is this crowd, uh, uh, crowd killing thing that people do. What's crowd killing? Oh, Jesus Christ! You, you, if you do that around here, you're, you're getting taken out. And you might not come back. These... Is it like a bachelorette party or what? <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. It's these guys. They like they they're in the pit, but then they'll go and start hitting people who aren't in the pit that are just on the outskirts. Oh, what the fuck! It's kind of like rhinoing. Like, <laughs> do, do you know when like people rhino? What's that? It's a. Uh, it's when you instead of like if it's a circle pit, instead of sticking with the circle pit, you're like beelining into people that are on the side of the pit and like purposely hitting them and doing shit like that. Yeah, that's some dumb shit. Yeah, I never understood that, man. I never understood that. It, it's, I, I, there's just no fucking point. Or even like, even reverse pitting. Because nine times out of ten, for like the punk rock scene, if somebody's reverse pitting, it's because it's a six foot two, three hundred pound motherfucker, and he mm. can take it. Or it's a skinhead looking to start a fight. It's one or the other. It's never anything else. You'll never catch. My fucking five foot one, one hundred forty pound ass trying to go reverse pit because I know I'll die in a second. Oh, uh, I'm gonna. By the way, uh, I'm gonna change the subject, but real quick, you would you did an episode of your podcast that's life with this guy. I forgot his name, but you guys were talking about health decisions and food and shit. Uh, what was oh. a while back. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, Mario from the Superiority Complex because he has diabetes. Yeah, but you were talking about you were at one point like one eight, not one eighty, but you were like real heavy. Dude, I was close to two hundred. Yeah. Wow, and yeah. you're and you're one forty now, or? Yeah, I'm one forty now, man. Wow, I'm, good I, job, bro. That's that was serious. I was listening to that. I was like, holy shit, five one. No, excuse me. I was like, <laughs> dude, these guys, do you guys really know what the fuck you're talking about? And that guy talking about. Uh, uh, the other guy you had the guest on was talking about his his health decisions and his food decisions and everything. I was like, wow, these guys. D- doing really, really good one with themselves. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment say good job. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You know, it's still a struggle to this day, but actually I'm getting to the point, and I don't care who fucking makes fun of me, I'm kind of leaning towards becoming a vegetarian. Now, hold on and let me finish my comment before making fun of me. The only reason that I just I, – I, I'm starting to get disgusted by meat. Like, just the, the look and the flesh of it and, like, what it, like, really is that I'm eating, I'm starting to get, like, grossed out to the point that I don't want to eat it. Like, it, it's weird. I just, like, and I cook I cook for my family. I cook for myself. Um, I cook for any anytime anybody comes over, I cook for them as well. So if there's somebody behind the barbecue, it's me, and I'm cooking the chicken, I'm cooking the carne asada. I'm cooking any steak, whatever the fuck it is, I'm cooking it. And now that like, I'm looking at it and looking at it more, I'm starting to get more grossed out to the point that like I just can't fucking do it, dude. I'm just picturing like the walking dead and like flesh and like zombies mm. pulling it apart and just like going to town. So I don't know, man. I might I might be going vegetarian soon, dude, because well, it's know what? That's, make me want to puke. That's the, uh, the best thing for like health wise and you know what the people who talk shit about vegetarians and vegans you don't let them because at the end of the day when you're 55 playing catch in the yard with your kids they're gonna be having a heart attack yeah exactly and all and that's why i felt so bad for uh for mario but at the same time he's like don't feel bad i've enjoyed my life all the way up to this point and now it's just about trying to continue living life properly all right so you i'm sorry go ahead and you, uh, you personally have ha- have made a life choice of 
switching up your diet and and your lifestyle. You used to, uh, I uh, could be wrong, but you used to drink quite a bit, and now you're definitely leaning away from it a lot more. Um, you read, I believe it was the singer of Madball. He wrote a book on like what's in food and what's really behind everything that you're eating, which made you make the life decision yeah. of switching and starting to eat more healthier. I could be wrong. Am I right? You're on the right track. You're wrong, but you're right. Uh, uh, wrong, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was already on the, I was already in the in the mindset of changing. I just needed like a catalyst, and and uh, the 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 book it was from the the singer from the Chromags. And and that book was the thing that really put me over the edge. It really got me on the right track. I haven't had a drink in two years. Yeah, I actually I quit uh, two months ago. Two months ago, I quit drinking, and it, it wasn't even it wasn't for the fact that like I didn't enjoy it. Like I love drink. I still love drinking, but I started losing that that control that I always had, which is why I never did any other drugs, especially hallucinogens, because I was always scared I couldn't control it. Who who knows how long I'm going to be high for and what I'm going to see and will I be able to handle it. So that's why I always stuck to like drink, even weed. Like I'd take a, if I were to ever smoke, like I'd take a rip of weed and I could be high for two hours. And what if I need to not be high? Yeah. Like I can't really fucking do it. So I know if I had X amount of beers, I would be buzzed for X amount of time. And it started getting to the point where I started blacking out. I think I blacked out last year like four to six times, and that was not okay with me. At yeah, that's all, that's so. bad. That's that's bad news when you when you when that start hap- starts to happen. Yeah, so I stepped away from from drinking. So you uh, you stepped away as well. Is there a particular reason why you stepped away from drinking? No, it was just I was just you know there was no there was no upside. I was I was getting fat. I was losing my motivation. I was having headaches in the morning, and uh, it was just I was like. Uh, you know, I get a, uh, uh, I have a driving position. That's what I do for a living. I drive trucks, and that if I got pulled over, that would affect. I would lose my job, and it was just, it was just. There's absolutely no upside to drinking whatsoever. And plus, I drank from the from ages ten to thirty six. So I mean, Jeez. I mean, I, you know, enough's enough. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what about your health though? You decided to also switch up uh, your health uh, and eating. Yeah, yeah. Eating better. So. Um, was there a particular reason why behind that? And what do you actually eat now? Yeah, it was it was a fucking the same kind of thing. I was like getting fat. I hated the way I looked. I was read. I would read my daughter a bedtime story. I'd run out of breath after like the second word. Fuck. I'd run upstairs and get out of breath. And I was just I didn't like. I was eating fast food every day. I, I just didn't like who the fuck I was, what I looked like, how I felt about myself. So yeah, so I just went on a plant based diet. Um, I eat mostly raw vegetables. I don't even cook them or steam them. I just eat vegetables, raw vegetables and fruits. And, you know, so, I'll fuck with some chicken once in a while, some, some turkey once in a while. And for the first eight months, I was pretty much uh, a vegan for the first, like, eight months. Really? So no cheese? I don't know if I could give up cheese, bro. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I mean, ever since then, I just needed that first, like, first chunk of time just to lose the weight and get to where I had to get to. And then after that, that first eight to nine months, I started working out. I, I started eating some grilled chicken, uh, you know, a little bit of junk food here and there, cheese, and, and you know, um, when I would run out of almond milk, I would re- eat, uh, drink regular milk, so I, I'm not on any kind of diet, any kind of vegetarian, vegan diet, I'm just mostly plant-based, raw plants, fruits, um, and uh, exercise is, is pretty much the most important thing you, you can do, and um, that's pretty much, you know, I didn't want to get on this, this, this crazy health and food tangent, but that's pretty much it, really. And I have never—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm the obviously I'm the oldest I've ever been, <laughs> and but I feel the best like I've ever felt ever. Look, Mike, you look great. Everybody go <laughs> on Mike's Instagram. Either look it up as uh, Mike Russo or uh, what is it, Gungo? Gungo podcast on Instagram, Gungo Twitter. Podcast on Instagram. So go ahead and look at Mike because you will be like, he is a good-looking motherfucker. Oh shit! Look at you. No homo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no homo, kid. Yeah, it's it, you know no matter what you do, as long as you say no homo at the end, you're completely fine. Murder. You, uh, you actually joined uh, podcast two recently. Podcast two is like what well, great great thing. This is like um something like three of my favorite shows, and then my show on one feed, which is great because I don't have to download or wait for separate downloads. Everything yeah. just comes down in one feed. Which is great, which is kind of what Rat House Production was originally doing, and we decided to, to uh, branch off from that. Uh, the only reason why is because we felt that it was 
it was a little um, it was unnecessary for us because we knew that there were people that listen to comic books uh, and love comic books, but they don't like How I Met Your Mother or they don't really care much for music, so they wouldn't listen to the Everything Bagel. But the great thing about podcasts too is they're all very similar style podcasts that that I'm sure anybody and everybody could go. Uh, formerly of Rat House Productions, Shane Gray Live is uh, Shane Gray is actually the one behind it running it so congrats to to shane i'm really glad that he was able to spread his wings and he definitely uh i was glad that uh you know he hit me up and he was like hey man you know uh, i told him all the changes that's happening with rat house and he's like you know what i think this is going to be my time to part ways like i want to i want to mm. drive this specific direction and i was like cool man like we uh, that was the one thing that's the agreement with rat house was that when you wanted to part ways, like you could, it didn't matter. Yeah. And he ended on good terms, and he also announced on Shangri Live the same exact thing. And he went off and started his thing, and I, I really respect him for it. Like it's so great because I know he's had the heart in driving, uh, trying uh, not uh, not trying, but driving to do podcasts. He's been doing it since what 2008. He's been doing it for a while. He's actually he's the guy that um, when I first started doing this podcast thing, I went on twitter and did a hashtag podcast search and his show came up it was at the time it was called the hanging outcast him and justin and i listened to that show and i was like wow this is a good show because i didn't know independent podcasts i listened to like regular mainstream yeah, like shit joe rogan or kevin smith or yeah. something like that yeah and then i listened to his show and i fucking i sent him an email telling him how much i enjoyed his show and he got back to me, and he listened to my show, and he told me how much I he enjoyed my show, and then that's how that relationship started. And then uh, he he kept listening and kept shouting me out on his shows. And then before you knew it, I wasn't even listening to any mainstream shows anymore. I was listening to straight up all independent podcasts. And through his show, I learned about Attention Deficit Order and the Conrad and Jack show. And then from listening to Attention Deficit Order, I found out about Bold and Belligerent, and then you know. Uh, Big Papa Podcast, all those, yeah. Big Papa Podcast and Everything Bagel I found out through Instagram. And, really? Uh, and Pot of the Damned as well. Yeah, that's where I found uh, Pot of the Damned as well. Yeah, so then I, I found those guys on Instagram. And, I, and same thing, we reached out to each other. And, we, and, you know, I had Steve on my show. A big shout out to Steve from uh, Everything Bagel Podcast. And I've been on and had... You know, stand on from Big Papa Podcast, and it turned—it's just turned into this whole fucking community, and it's really, really great. And um, I think you are really—you're like the 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 the—I don't know. You, I feel like you got a bright fucking future ahead of you, I man. I don't know how long you've been in this game. Maybe like what three, four years now. Three, uh, three. It's been officially three years and like a few months since since I, I first started. I feel like if there's one dude that's gonna get like a paying gig. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be you, cause I could just tell uh, from listening to your other shows, uh, and you got that thing, like whatever that thing is. I feel like you got it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I, I, I don't see the thing at all, but I swear to God, I'm trying my hardest over here to just do anything and everything. And you know, the thing is, I, I it's not just my love for doing podcasting. I love other podcasts as well which is why i created rat house productions was to either help or to try to get podcasts that are amazing and great which we've uh, mike and i have already talked you know he has definitely declined that of uh, joining rat house productions but i've always told him that door is open man at any time because there there's certain podcasts that you could tell when you listen to it there's just there's nothing behind it and there's other podcasts that people just like their love and their passion and you could tell the difference while listening it's almost like being in a band and listening to a band and being like these assholes are just fucking just in it to try to do something yeah that just have their heart and love in it so uh don't get me wrong that is the huge reason why i listen to the growing up not growing old podcast as well as uh, why shout out mike even on the comics after dark podcast which has nothing to do yeah with growing up not growing old uh Appreciate it, it, that. So. It's a solid and amazing podcast. But at one point, you were gonna you were gonna quit podcasting, and Shane Gray uh, helped you uh, helped you come back to it. what what was that situation about? Well, what it was is I wasn't gonna quit, but what but you know I think every, every sometimes when you do this, you're like I don't feel like doing a show this week, or uh, I gotta because me I don't like my show is just me. 
Well, I mean, me and Angela do the Friedcast. Uh, big Which shout out to awesome. Angela. Shout out to Angela, yeah. Thanks, man. But, Hi, Angela. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's not listening. But she's, Hi. <laughs> uh, she's actually like right behind me. She can't hear you, but she, uh, she's right behind me. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's just me. So I have to like get guests every week. So I got to reach out to people. So after a while, I was like, oh, man, I just don't feel like doing this. And uh, what am I doing? You know? But Shane was the guy that would talk about, just as I was feeling like that, he would mention me on the show and talk about how, you know, oh, this is a great show. Everyone should check it out. This dude is doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I want to do this even if it's just for one guy. You know, I, yeah. I, even if one guy likes my show, I want to make sure there's something. Like back when I started, my thing was always have something every week. Now, I've missed, since then I've missed a bunch. But I my whole thing was always have something. Um, so that dude, when he was saying some nice shit about my show, kept me going. Like, all right, you know, let me, let me, there are people out there listening, so let me get some shit going. And then I would just get on a roll and have, and just like start booking people for months in advance. Yeah. And, and you know what, uh, due to you, you always suggest a lot of good shows. So if you're listening to Gungo and he suggests anything and everything, I go and search for it, no matter what it is, whether it's music, whether it's a podcast, you will not be disappointed. And actually Green Up Gaming had a moment like that when uh, I was listening to, because first off, I jumped on Green Hub Gaming uh, recently with the masturbation incident. Oh, that was great. <laughs> claimed that there was nobody jerking off, but I call complete bullshit on oh, that. Yeah. Spanking it hard on that fucking show. Yeah, but, dude was fucking moaning and everything. <laughs> dude, and you can hear like the jizz and it was so gross. I know. Uh, but, uh, but I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, like I'm listening. It's great. And he had his daughter on and had a quick little segment with his daughter. And I just thought it was the fucking cutest thing in the world. So yeah. uh, I, I went out and I was like, hey, man, like he, he, he announced like, like people hashtag or say if you liked it. I was like, I really like that segment. It was really cute. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. Like she, it would mean the world to her. And I ended up, uh, I guess he mentioned that she's really into dinosaurs. And there was a new Disney movie called The Good Dinosaur. And I was like, oh, like shout out to uh, whatever. I forgot what his daughter's name is. And I was like, she she was as adorable as this dinosaur. And I was hoping he'd show his kid. Yeah. And he ended up reaching out to me uh, at the new Rat House website. And he was like, dude, thank you so much. Like that like made my day. And, and he was kind of bummed out and and maybe it's contemplating on maybe quitting uh uh the green up gaming or like just uh doing something with the podcast and kind of leaning away from it and he was like like you you made you like you made my day by doing that it, mm. it it meant the world and he talked about it on green up gaming too and that's some some of the things that a lot of people don't realize is when you comment or when you say anything and everything to us to the if you're kevin smith like you're a dime a fucking dozen but yeah. to us independent podcasts it means the fucking world when just one person does one thing or like somebody recognizes you for your art and something uh that especially people like us that have been doing it for over three years like it means the fucking world when you just when you say one thing to us. So we we don't take those things for granted and understand that to, to all of our listeners. Yeah, and um, big shout out to Ryan. Ryan's a good dude out there. He's another dude who um, shouts me out and says nice things about my show. And uh, and um, yeah, dude, he he puts so much pressure on himself, man. He's always down on himself, and he's always contemplating and, and reevaluating his shit. Yo, Ryan, just do what you do. That's it. Just do it. And you'll be all right, man. Just shit, just do it. Do what you do. Be true to who you are, and shit will just fall in place, man. Big shout yeah. out to Ryan. Dude, I agree one hundred and ten percent. I've actually been listening to an audio book. It is called. Uh, uh, it is called me being a dumbass. Dude, I can't find. It. I think it's the <laughs> the keys to success. The seventeen principles of like personal something fulfillment oh, success. Yeah, uh, success. personal success, uh, uh, like success or something like that. And at first, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, yeah. why am I about to listen to this? But it ended up like a lot of the things it said, I was like, this makes 110% like complete fucking sense. Like one of the things in there, it just preaches about PMA, which I've been trying my hardest to just stick to PMA as well as like, uh, yes, man. You remember the fucking t the movie? Yes, man. With Jim Carrey. Uh, no, I'm not familiar with that, and uh, I know every every fucking movie, and <laughs> I have no idea what that is. 
Uh, it's it's Jim Carrey, and he's like he's he's basically like a, a Debbie Downer. He's like, oh, I don't I don't want to hang out with my friends. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'm, no, 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 no. And he goes to this seminar, and he becomes a yes man. And like finally, in the long run, like he gets him into trouble, mm. and he. It, it, you realize that like yes will get you a long ways but always like always be willing to say yes but never go above your means and that's essentially what it's preaching about and this is also within that book too it's like like say yes and do things and do things that you wouldn't normally do and yeah. and keep tra- uh, keep keep chasing and and continue your art because over a matter of years you're you're going to be nothing but better and a lot yeah. of people i feel are 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 mad because they're 50 episodes into podcasts and they're like fuck i only have 200 listeners it's like you don't even have 200 people in your family fucking listening like there's people out there that yeah. you would have never guessed are listening to you especially uh you mike now that it's been three years like did you ever think that you would have uh at least to my knowledge you have a huge listenership in california yeah i, I you know another thing when i first started was i was like you know what if i can get like i don't know 10 subscribers i'd be happy with it i'd be like cool that's but now it's that's what fucking pisses me off man why can't iTunes tell me exactly how many subscribers I have <laughs> like what the fuck is that I don't know it's, a, it's weird like Stitcher's all fucking cool and will tell you how many people are listening and all that shit yeah. but iTunes you're just secretive about it, which is why the only way you could tell that you're climbing the charts is by all the fucking uh, five star ratings that they give you on your feed yeah and it's it's fucking, but I mean it's Apple, man. They keep everything secretive. When I Let's on, be real here, yeah, on 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 Podbean, it tells me how many Apple iTunes feed hits I get. Yeah. So that's a good starting point. I always take that feed hits and like cut it in half because there's always bots and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like I to take that number and cut it in half, and then I kind of almost like take like almost half of that number, and I feel like that's my real listeners right there. For sure. Mike, is there anything uh, that's going to be happening in your upcoming episodes? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Dude, I, I, right now I'm in that period where I don't even feel like booking anybody. I'm just like going from like, you know what? I, uh, I feel like going, I'm just like week to week right now. Um, so re- oh, dude, but it's so good. I love it when fucking Jimmy goes. Is is it Jimmy that goes to his car and calls you up on his phone? Yeah, cause he 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 works at night, so he he like you know he finishes up whatever the fuck he's doing, so he can call on the show. And a lot of times he's outside hanging out or whatever. Actually, he's got an event coming up soon, so he'll probably jump back on. And it's time to get Paulie back on. And um, you know, me and Angel are gonna be doing a fright cast every once in a while, and I'm gonna get fellow podcasters on. And um, you know, it'll it'll you know, even though my show slows down every once in a while, I always have something. So you know, shit shit's gonna it's gonna continue. It's gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jimmy. Um, if you're listening, man, I always love uh, I always love when you come on, and uh, you better be uh, rubbing that sexy body all. Over. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my. Yeah. I'm trying to get that dude on. <laughs> Oh yeah, you guys were supposed to have like a barbecue with him or something, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get that dude on on the show. I mean, I'm not like that's one thing. Like, I don't care about celebrities. I don't really give a fuck about getting celebrities on or you know. But this guy, he's like transcending celebrityism. He's now like a he's like a folk hero now. This fucking. <laughs> we're talking about the guy from Lost Boys who plays a saxophone. In case anyone doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, which I'm not gonna lie. If you if you think of the Lost Boys. Nine times out of ten, you think of that guy playing the fucking sax, man. Sax guy. <laughs> so go pick up some saxy body. You guys. Oh, he did too. He bought some. <laughs> he bought some of that shit. And yo, it's a fucking. It's an empty bottle with fucking baby oil in it, and it says in Sharpies. Uh, uh, it says in Sharpie on the back. Uh, 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 what's his fucking saying? His song. Uh, I still believe on the back. <laughs> And it says sexy body oil in the front. So fucking awesome. Well, Mike, let's go ahead. Let's uh, uh, let's close it out with some horror movie recommendations. But before we do that, uh, I'm glad to announce by the time this is airing, you'll probably have one or two brand new Pot of the Dams. Yes, they're finally yes. back. Josh, Qua, and Edgar are all back together. And... Uh, they're going to be continuing on, so when you listen to them, uh, their feed is going to be at rathouse.net, but you'll never even notice. So if you're subscribed to them through iTunes or Stitcher or whatever uh, 
po- whatever podcast app you're listening to them through, you won't even notice, but definitely go ahead and head on over to ranthouse.net and leave them a comment on any of their episodes and they'll get back to you and, and it'll be awesome and great. But Mike, do you have any recommendations for scary movies? I might add, I fell asleep during <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse, the first time I've ever done it. And I blame you because I never fell asleep during a fucking movie until I talked to you, man. <laughs> Yo, did you, um, you know what, I, you guys just did that episode. I didn't listen to it yet, but um, I... Uh, I know you're probably trying to wrap it up, but can you just tell me if you liked it or not? Because I just watched it the other day. I fell asleep on it too. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was it was the better of the X Men movies, but you know it's it's still comparing shit to shit. You know. Yeah, I was watching it um in 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 the comfort of my own home. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And in all fairness, I was in a fucking lazy boy at the movie theater, fully reclined. So maybe that's why I fell asleep. I gotta say, I never liked. The effects in these X- in these new X Men movies, I never, I don't know who they use, but their effects, first class, even uh, uh, Days of Future Past, I don't like the effects in these new X Men movies. I really don't. And this one was no different. The makeup was bad. The effects were bad. I'm just gonna blame Brian Singer, dude. I think he just needs to put up put up the fucking directing coat, man. Because even you know, Superman Returns was not a good movie, and yet they decided to give the man that directed Superman Returns. The fucking X-Men franchise. And on top of it, when they rebooted it, they didn't even go with a different fucking director. It's like, what was the point? Yeah, well, you know what? The guy who did First Class didn't want to come back for for Days of Future Past. So I think that's when they went to Singer. Man, I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm over it. I don't want to see him anymore. But yeah, uh, Mike, do you have any recommendations on some scary movies? Uh, you know what? Um, not really. I haven't really been watching anything lately. There was, um... No, Fucci or Gucci or... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucio Fulci. Yeah. Um, I guess I can recommend, if you want to go back to old school movies, I would recommend a movie called The Beyond. Um, check that out. That's that's one of my favorites. But, you know, like these old school movies, you got to take them from what they are. Uh, a lot of these movies I've seen as a kid. A lot of a lot of fans of these movies, you've seen them as a kid, and it creeps you the fuck out. So, hey, man, you, I just recently watched Bloodsport for the first fucking time. And you know what? That movie fucking holds up, even for an 80s and a cheesy-ass Van Damme movie. Oh, yeah, I was watching Marked for Death the other day, Steven Seagal versus the Jamaican flick. Yeah. And that movie's know, great. <laughs> they're still fucking great. And they fucking screw face. And Mike always suggests to go watch uh, Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Goes to Manhattan. He always, it's his favorite movie of all. (laughs) Oh, oh, I can't even, you know what, I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let you, I'm going to let that ride like it's fact. (laughs) I'm going to let that ride like it's real, because I don't even want to even talk about that movie. Um, totally messed Out of sheer curiosity, uh, uh, we'll end on this. What's your favorite Freddy... Uh, Jason and Halloween movie. What are your favorite, uh, All right, that's, favorite ones? That's easy because Nightmare on Elm Street, I think the first one is great and the rest of them fucking stink. So there's that. You don't um, like the like gay guy dancing in his room? Isn't that the second that's one? That's the second one. And he gets whipped <laughs> by the gym teacher, whips him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, for, of course, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 1. What about uh, the Friday the 13th franchise? Friday the 13th, for me, it's uh, either part 3 or 4. Uh, I love 3 and f- I love one part 1 through 4 are great, uh, and 6 is okay. Um, probably I'll probably go with part 3, even because that's the one I grew up with. But part 4 is the better film, but I like part 3 better. Part 4 has Corey Feldman in it, does it? Yeah, he, Corey Feldman kills Jason at the end. Yeah, that was like the most convincing Corey Feldman movie I've ever seen, and it was when he was a young ass kid. Yeah, and of, and of course, last but not least, uh, the Halloween movies. Halloween again, Halloween one. Oh, the it original. Was not, a, not Halloween four, like Season of the Witch, that has nothing to do. Oh, that was oh Halloween three, Seasons of the Witch. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't like. Uh, Halloween 1, Carpenters, and then Rob Zombie's reboot, uh, those are good. Part 2 is okay. The original Part 2 is okay. But again, they all stink. They all fucking stink. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Part Halloween 4, The Revenge, Halloween 5, The Curse, H2O, DGA, what the fuck? Uh, they all stink. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Last but not least, Mike, where can we find you on the interweb? Yo, check me out on Instagram. Twitter at Gungo Podcast, and uh, I have a Facebook page. Growing up, not growing old. 
that's really about it. Uh, I got a YouTube page, but I haven't used it. I had a bunch of videos, but I, the YouTube got all screwed up. But I have my video of my brother's hardcore band, A Breed Apart, uh, Gungo Podcast on YouTube. It's pretty much at Gungo Podcast on everything. And of course, uh, Mike, do you have any other live shows that you're going to be going to at all? Um, no, I don't have any of that planned. Um, I had an opportunity to do one, but I, I, I didn't want to do it because I, I wanted to enjoy the show. Because the first time I did my podcast live, I didn't really get to see much of the bands. So I think the next uh, time I, uh, I had the opportunity to do it, I turned it down just so I can have, have some fun. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Mike. We really appreciate you coming on, dude. And uh, go ahead and make sure to go subscribe to Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. Well, you guys, you know, sometimes you get knocked down in the pit. And guess what? That's life. <laughs>